Hey guys, this is Christopher Sean, aka Kazuriziono, and you are listening to Radio Dakar. Broadcasting across the galaxy, you're listening to Radio Dakar, a Star Wars podcast dedicated to Resistance, The Mandalorian, and more. All right, hello everyone, and welcome to the latest edition of Radio Dakar. I'm your host, Doug Brooks, and this is the Star Wars Resistance episode review. Season 2, Episode 3, Live Fire. And hopefully the sound quality is better this week. I'm finally back at the Radio Dakar home base in the bunker. Uh, It's been a couple of crazy weeks between uh, being on vacation at Scarif and having to record in hyperspace last week. Uh, But we're back settled in. Uh, The season is off to an amazing start. They are really having some solid storytelling and it continued this week. Uh, this episode was written by, um, Marigit Scott directed by Stuart Lee. And I, I thought it was a fun episode for those of us who, when we saw those previews and the little snippets before the series started, we thought, Hey, it's about racing and flying. And there's this group called the aces and I can't wait to see what they do and you know, what their personalities are like. And in all honesty, that was something we didn't get a lot of in season one. So in many ways, this is the Aces episode we've been waiting for, where they got character development. They had their moments to shine and just some fun action with spaceships in Star Wars. Uh, So I will get right to it. So episode starts out in the Aces lounge. Um, Yeah. Hype, of course, is uh, the focus of the episode as far as the aces go. You know, uh, Tora's got her own role in it. Um, But we get uh, the important scene where, you know, they're talking about how they almost lost to the First Order during uh, the fight over Dakar last week before they escaped. And how it's, it's, it's different now. It's space combat, not racing or protecting a floating platform, what we thought was a floating platform. The stakes are different now, so they have to readjust their strategy, and that's when Doza comes in and makes Yeager the squadron leader and appoints um, Kaz to the aces, although he has to earn it, even though he is appointed this early. You know, Kaz, uh, Hype isn't too happy about it, even though Kaz has helped him in the past. And I love that he uses... Catastrophe. I'm pretty sure I've seen that online before when people are talking about the hijinks he gets into. So the fact they actually put it in the show was pretty funny, and there's a callback to it later. Uh, before I really, you know, keep rolling along with the episode, got to give a shout out to everyone who has worked as the Aces. Uh, you know, Myrna Velasco, uh, sweetheart herself, as Tora has had the biggest role on the show overall. Uh, she's not in the, you know, when, when they list the cast at the end of each episode, she's never been in the that first group because that was reserved for Team Fireball. But Myrna has done so much with Tora uh, throughout the series. And Donald Faison is hype. I mean, he was 
big enough to, for them to name the character after him. Uh, you know, he's had his moments uh, before now. Um, uh, I mean, going all the way back to uh, the High Tower when we found out some about his past and and the disappeared was a great episode for hype and how he came back in No Escape Part Two. So you know, as far as the aces, you know, they've had the the meteor roles to work with. But you know, shout out to the others. Um, voice director Mary Elizabeth McGlynn as Freya, uh, Stephen Stanton, who has done so much wonderful work in Star Wars as Griff, and then Dave Filoni himself as Bo Keevil. You know, he doesn't say much, but that's Dave. And I did like, you know, whereas with, you know, we didn't find out till the very end of the series that he played Chopper. You know, we've known from the beginning that he played Bo Keevil. And uh, I mean, I think, I think he had the most lines in this episode than ever. So shout out to all these folks who have, um, you know, played these characters from the beginning, but really had their chance to shine in one way or another uh, this episode. Now, the, one of the great things about this episode that Miss Scott did with her writing was the parallel storytelling. And I talked about a bit about it last week when you had Pyre um, giving the commands on the Star Destroyer and then Doza giving the commands on the Colossus during the Battle of Dakar. And how that set up opposing sides. But uh, she did such a wonderful job with this parallel storytelling here. You've got the aces needing to train for combat. And then you've on the other side with the First Order, you've got Tam as a cadet doing training as a TIE fighter pilot. And they threaded through the entire episode going back and forth. And showing the opposing philosophies of the two groups. And it was just wonderful. It was a great way to see, you know, where Kaz is, where Tam is, because I mean they've emerged as our leads in this show. And of course, Christopher Sean has always done a wonderful job with the role, but Susan McGrath gets to take it to a different place this season. And um, man, it was just so wonderful getting to meet them and hear them talk about their characters this past summer. Um, so it's, it's, I mean, personally speaking, it's uh, after having met them, it's just so wonderful to see what they're getting to work with this season. Of course, they've already, they had already recorded it by the time, you know, they were out about the summer at conventions, but, uh, it's just seeing that their hard work setting up these characters has paid off at, uh, in this season. Uh, so great job by both. Now, um, now, one cool thing, once we switch over to the First Order and we see Tam and Rucklin, uh, the other member of their cadet group is, um, you know, shoot, I can't remember how to pronounce her name, I think it's Gava, but she was in Rucklin's, um, uh squad when, you know, he was on the first season as a racer, she was part of his crew. And the other member, I'm looking this up as I record because I forgot to write it down. Um, so I thought it was good use of the characters. So it turns out that she went along with Rucklin to uh, join the First Order at the end of the season one. Which means they left behind. 
Oh, what's the name? I'm bringing it up right now, I promise. Uh, da, 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 da. Musical interlude. I should have, should have used music for my interlude. Um, ba, 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 ba. Yeah, there it is. Um, yeah, Lynn G uh, Gava was um, part of Reckland's racing team who went uh, along with him to the First Order. But Gorick Wiles, um, the one who's the same species as um, Nian Numba, um, he stayed behind on the Colossus. And you see him at the end uh, celebrating with the Aces. So maybe he's helping them out as a mechanic and all that. So at least we got a resolution with where they wound up now that Ruckland's uh, taking a kind of a bigger role in season two as a first order pilot. And so, so that was a neat, neat little thing. And that was pointed out on buckets list. That's why I had to look it up because I knew they had the information. Um, then we get uh, Lieutenant Gaelic, who is the TIE fighter instructor um, played by Christine Dunford. And when they, and I like how she had the, like the commander shoulder pauldron on, even as a TIE fighter pilot, because that's something new as far as conceptual. Um, when we saw the design for Lieutenant Gaelic, you know, I saw that she looks like, she looks familiar. She looks like an actress I've seen before, but when I looked up, um, Christine Dunford, she doesn't look like her. So I wondered, Oh, maybe, you know, She'll make an appearance in The Rise of Skywalker and some other media. Um, but she doesn't look like her character, so maybe not. Uh, but I thought she did a wonderful job as uh, this cold instructor, you know. Um, her, her line, earning, about earning the privilege of being seen, you know, because Tam and uh, Jason Gava came in without their helmets. And it, go, and it goes back to, you know, Finn in The Force Awakens when he took off his helmet without being told. That's the way the First Order works, that, you know, you, you, know, you can only be seen if you're higher ranking. That, you know, you're a troop, you're a pilot, you keep your helmet on, you keep your full uniform on. And this episode was just great insight into the First Order philosophy on little things like that. I do have to give a shout out when they switch back to the Colossus, the sound the Colossus makes when it's moving in space. The sound design has always been fun on the show, but that's a new thing because it was just sitting there in the ocean on Castellan last season, so we could find out what it sounds like in space. That was cool. Uh, yeah, that little tease with Bucket having the droid meeting, you know, what? I wish we had known what they were talking about. They cut away from it too fast. Maybe he's given a pep talk like Yeager did. And even though they didn't, they didn't really refer to it too much. I mean, Yeager's my favorite character on the show, and I love love Scott Lawrence's delivery on it. Uh, just the little tease that we would get with his history as a X-wing pilot. I mean, we know he fought at the Battle of Jakku and and all that. Uh, I mean, he he's just you know from No Escape Part Two and. Um, the platform classic in this episode. I mean, he's just such a natural, smooth pilot. He, he doesn't really have to think about it because he's so experienced. Um, but he's getting to—he got to show his command ability in this one. And I don't—I don't care what media it is. I just want to see a history. Uh, like I want to see him as a, a rebel pilot back in the day because I'm just that fascinated with him. Uh, so they are going to do a skirmish. Uh, kind of a mock combat on uh, this ice moon that they found. 
And so this begins the Colossus approaching other worlds that we didn't get in the first season because it was stationary. So that's cool. I mean, we saw from the trailer, there's going to be plenty of exotic places to go, but the Iceman was a nice start. And once they get on there and start their combat, you know, Griff's line, since he's former Empire, that Imperial pilots weren't concerned about each other, that's why they lost. And then that line pays off a little bit later with Tam saving Rucklin when she, according to the First Order, shouldn't have. So I thought that was a nice tie in there. And the whole skirmishers fun, it was just neat seeing, it wasn't racing, but it was, you know, mock combat, watching them fight against each other. Uh, flying through the clouds was just a beautiful visual. And then when they moved down to the the ice pillars, which I, I love that, like th those shades of blue, like the ice blue that now they kind of shimmered with. And I, I thought it was a unique, different design for a frozen world, unlike what we've seen on other Star Wars. Uh, the little bit of um, uh, foreshadowing with uh, the, the creature that was in the water. So, you know, we see the the Aces deficiency, you know, they they just don't understand the combat part of it. And it helps stress that there's been, there's been no war for 30 years, you know. Griff remembers it, Yeager remembers it, but everybody else grew up in this era of peace and they just don't know what true combat is about. And they're, they're having to learn in a hurry. The whole galaxy is. I'm sure that will be played out in Rise of Skywalker. Uh, so, you know, hype, hype, he's out. And then we get, uh, inter interactions with this droid, uh, R4 G77. Uh, that is a cocky little dude. And that was fun where he, you know, stands up to a griff and drops his helmet. And then a little bit later when he, when hype returns to the group and he's <laughs> R4 pulls the, the, the ladder apparatus <laughs> so that he can make his grand entrance. That, that was so funny. Um, so hope we see more of R4. And that, that was really cool. Um, so it, Hype goes to Aunt Z's, uh, needs a spicy drink, but all she has is water. Which as soon as he walked in and he asked for a drink, I'm like, wait a minute, I thought they were out of booze. Um, but yeah, continuity, uh, <laughs> they're just down to water, so they better find something in a hurry. Um let me see, I haven't watched the tease for next week, but I think we're going to, like, they're going to solve the food issue pretty soon. You know, they solved the fuel issue, at least temporarily with the coaxium from the dreadnought. So that, that's good. They're taking care of each need step by step on this. Like I say, just good continuity this season so far. And so we, we get the conversation with Hype and Kaz at OutZ's. And one little thing I liked was that, I mean, yes, he's a Rodian. We've always known he's a Rodian. But this is the first scene with Hype where the focus was on him uh, in his species when he was talking about the antenna twitching when he's mad and just pointing at it. Uh, yeah, this. Uh, other times he's just been, oh, Hype the Racer, but now he's Hype the Rodian. And, you know, it was about. It, I don't, I'm not phrasing it well, but 
his alien nature. You know, we got to see that for the first time. I thought that was kind of a neat touch. Um, I did like, you know, they've, I mean, we've seen the games they have before, um, and video games have been on this show before, but, you know, they got like an old school box arcade game. Look, looked like um, Galaga, not Galaga. Shoot, what was the one I used to play at Pizza Hut? <laughs> Space Invaders? Uh, that's kind of what it looked like. Um, so that was fun. And then I liked that, you know, he started playing it when Tora was talking to him. And then when Tora leaves the room and he's looking at her, if you look in the background, you know, his ship gets destroyed because he quit playing. So I thought that was really nice animation touch. Um, yeah, that, that's one of the fun things about the show is the, I mean, they play video games, they play darts, you know, it's like just casual stuff. Um, that was a nice conversation with Hype and Tora. You know, I already mentioned Donald and Myrna, how well they've done with their characters, but this was a nice heart to heart with each of them. And, um, again, good, good character development. I mean, yes, Griff uh, had a few moments to, you know, reflect on his history with the empire and why they failed. Um, Bo said more than ever. (laughs) And then Freya, you know, had, had a few moments too, but yeah, this was Hype and Tora you know, coming to more realization about, you know, where they stand as far as pilots in this whole matter. So just good character development, yeah. All right, switching back over to the First Order, and we get those X-Wing drones. That was pretty cool. Um, you know, Bucket's List talked a bit about the design. If you notice, it had the little wings um, on, on each side of the big wings, so it looked like the... Um, of the arc fighters from Revenge of the Sith and the nose resembled a vulture droid. Um, yeah, that, that was just a really cool, unique design um, for them so they could have, you know, live practice. And here's something else about First Order versus Resistance. Whereas Eager told them to use like stun settings so they're not using full weapons on each other, the First Order uses live rounds even in mock combat. So. You know, just differing philosophies, and I'm glad we're getting to see that this season. But yeah, seeing TIE Fighters going, going up against X-Wing drones was really cool. Um, so I did did like that scene a lot. And I think, so, you know, I mentioned it, you know, before about, you know, Tam goes against the First Order philosophy, and, you know, it's watching out for her wingmate, saves Rucklin, even though he was getting in her way. I, I do wonder, uh, will... Will that come back to bite her later, having saved him? You know, will he do something to betray her or get her in trouble? Whereas if she had just let him die, you know, he's out of the way and, you know, she can work on her own stuff. So, uh, yeah, we'll be interested to see um, what happens with that. And good job to Elijah Wood. He's had some really cool stuff to do with uh, Ruckle in this season. It's hard to believe we're only three episodes in, but there's been a lot going on. It's been such a good season. Uh, then we get the next, um, back on the ice moon, we get uh, the next exercise where they're pairing up so they can practice being um, uh, wingmates. Um, I loved uh, when they were setting up you know, the plant and uh, Kaz was going to be the wing leader for, for Hype. I loved Hype's line, I hope you know what I'm doing. That's, that's like the perfect Hype line. Uh, and goes against the usual, you know, hope you know what you're doing, sort of thing. I've already talked about how beautiful the ice moon is, but I wrote it down twice. 
um, yeah, just I like those unique worlds that they come up with on Star Wars that are. Yeah, I mean, you know, Tatooine was great with just being a desert world and all that, and Hoth being an ice world. But when you put in unique designs and everything, I mean, that makes it cool. Kind of like the big iceberg thing we're getting in Rise of Skywalker on Kajimi, whatever that is. Uh, so we got the, we have the creature um, is tired of being annoyed on his home, so it attacks. Um, that's a fun scene where you know it lat- latches onto Eager, and they have to you know figure out how to get him free and get out of there. And you know it's good character development for hype. He has a chance to think outside of being a racer and how to help the team, and so that that's where he needs to be. So so good stuff there. Uh, you know, it's a good solution to since you figured you know any creature that can survive on that world had to have like a really thick skin, so. You know, using something outside the box like dropping a pillar on it was a good idea. Um, and um, so, switch back over to the first order. You know, Tam lo- loses out on squad leader because of what she did. And uh, there was the line, I think by Gaelic um, the first order is built on survival of the fittest. Um, so, you know, the differing philosophies, the resistance, the Colossus crew, they're out to help each other. The First Order is, you know, cream rising to the top and calling out the, the weak. So, yeah, hopefully they'll continue with that, that those parallel themes uh, throughout the season. Maybe that's one of the reasons uh, Tam comes back, uh, back to our crew and rejoins Team Fireball. Maybe she'll get to fly the fireball by the end of the season. Who knows? So, and then we get uh, the final scene on the Colossus where um, Kaz is officially welcomed as an ace. And and I liked, uh, during the first season, you know, it was all about you know, Kaz thought, well, if I can, if I can, you know, win a race and, you know, get the fireball up to speed and beat all these guys, then I can earn being an ace. But I like that, you know, the, that way of thinking is gone because they had to leave and they're fight and they're in war. So becoming an ace now is about being a good teammate and proving yourself to your colleagues and your, your wingmen. You know, they had to, just adopt a, uh, adopt a different philosophy on what it means to be a pilot on this show. And that's what earned Kaz his spot on the aces, not being the fastest. So it's a good lesson. It's a good lesson for the kids. Which, by the way, I did watch it with little Han, and his favorite part was um, he liked when they were fighting off the creature. He thought that was that was really cool. I, I think he just liked watching them fly around on the uh, the ice moon. So, but yeah, but yes, that's, man, this, I don't know if you can hear, but the studio audience is not happy upstairs. Oh, I'll go, I'll go play with them in a little bit. Um, but I had to tell you what I thought about the show. So yeah, so yeah, it ends with a good, a good lesson. You know, it's not about always winning and being the fastest. It's about, you know, being a good teammate and friend. That's what earns you your spot. So good episode. A lot of fun. 
um, you know, (laughs) there's obviously going to be some darker moments coming up. So, you know, kind of a lighthearted episode of the Aces was good. Uh, But that will wrap it up. Uh, So I'll go play with play with the kid. Um, Just want to say big thank you to everyone who listened to my uh, trailer review. Um, The Rise of Skywalker, of course, came out the other night and I recorded a quick um, emergency broadcast where I talked about what I thought about the trailer and, you know, the important moments to me. Um, And I don't talk about numbers on the show or broadcast them too much. I appreciate my core audience. I think, you know, I'm always grateful for people who want to listen to what I have to say about star Wars. Um, but that one episode has, uh, it's been amazing. I've had a hundred listens or a hundred downloads, whatever on it, uh, in just over two days of posting it. So I really appreciate that. Uh, thank you to everyone who listened. And uh, there were so many great reactions and reviews to the, to, a two minute trailer that came out the other night and that people took the time to listen to mine. I, I really appreciate that. So thank you everyone. I thank you to everyone who listens to the reviews each week. Um, you know, I just, I just enjoy talking about star Wars and sharing it, the experience with my kids and talking about, you know, telling what they liked about it, having them on sometimes. Um, you know, it, it's a hobby. I enjoy doing it, but when I get a response like that to, a a specific episode, I, I'm humbled by it. So I appreciate it. Thank you all. Um, again, you can follow me on social media at Radio Dakar on Instagram and Twitter. Uh, all the Radio Dakar episodes are on SoundCloud, Apple, Google Play, Spotify, Overcast, um, home basis Anchor. Um, you can link out to all of them through there. Uh, if you uh, would like to become a patron of the show and, and show your support that way. It's patreon.com slash radio Dakar. Again, thank you all for listening to this review. I will see you next week for a brand new episode until then. May the force be with you all. <laughs>